Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Friday, so it is uh, a free-for-all Friday. We'd love to have you call in and join us if you have any questions, want to talk about anything that we've talked about all week. And if you have not received a book from us if uh in the past you have not uh been on one of the calls where we said call in and you get a book and you call in today for anybody that calls in with a question or comment we are going to give you a copy of the gospel according to jesus by john MacArthur. Nice. Uh, that's a great book very influential book for me and uh, i'd love for you to have a copy so uh you can call us at 844 844- Seven 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 nine two eight. Steve, get a pen ready. Get ready to write down some addresses. He's ready. So, uh, yeah, Taylor, uh, we had Phil Johnson on yesterday, and I'm excited that Phil Johnson is going to be our speaker for our retreat this summer. That's awesome. So uh, he is a, a good brother, and I am looking forward to it. He, uh, in fact, edited that book, The Gospel According to Jesus. And so uh, I'm excited that he's going to be able to uh, come be a part. So uh, it was a good interview yesterday. We talked about some things that uh, I know you said you uh, you were out and you weren't able to, to catch it. But he, uh, he talked about some things that uh, were interesting to me. And we talked off air about a couple of things, too. I didn't realize there's, a, there's apparently a Christian college network. Hmm. Um, and only five of the hundred and five. 405 Christian colleges in that network, only five believe in a six-day creation. Wow. What are the five, did he say? Uh, no, but Masters is one. Mm. I believe probably Boyce College is one, you know, up at uh, Moeller's uh, Southern Seminary. Um, but uh, that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, like, that only five, the rest of them meld evolution in with some kind of creation story and huh. they they don't take the bible as a literal six days <clears throat> that's interesting <laughs> i'd say it's more than interesting yeah uh i have a problem with that uh personally because how do you how do you you know move i mean through the bible and determine well this didn't really mean this here either mm, you know right yeah and you know it's one of those things where mm-hmm. like i'm if people, you know, come to that and are, you know, there's the argument that, uh, you know, the first however many chapters of Genesis are uh, clearly supposed to be an allegory story or something like that. I, you know, I'm not a scholar, so I'm not into all that. So I know that there's people who can be very serious about their faith um, and, and kind of fall into some of those camps. But for a college not to hold to that uh, is interesting because uh, y- – because you're taking, you know, something like evolution or or whatever, and you're putting it almost on the same level as the gospel, as far as or as the Bible, I should say, as far as you're going to change maybe what you think the the Bible means. Because 
oh, well, we ha- we seem to have this evidence here. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting because you can't know because uh, uh, none of us were there, right? Yeah. Um, but the Bible is pretty specific on that point, and so anything else is uh, ir- irrelevant. And, again, I can – I'm not. I haven't studied up on this too much, but I, I get that you know there's arguments to be made for the way that the first few chapters were uh, written and the language that was used there. But it's just interesting that only five are willing to hold to that, and I would wonder what the other ones. Well, here's the thing: there's basically three primary views of creation from a from a Christian worldview. One is what I believe a literal six 24-hour periods of time from mm-hmm. sunlight to sundown, whatever, right? Then there's the day-age view, uh, which is kind of like uh, the creation events occurred, like Genesis says, but instead of six 24-hour days, the days are like epochs or times of period. You know, like when he says one day, it really could be that day could represent a thousand days or mm-hmm. whatever. Then there's the framework view. And that is kind of that in Genesis one, it represents just a framework kind of which the story of creation is seen in. That's it. Yeah. And so, but up until the last hundred years or so, the 24 six was the most commonly held view by the church. Uh, but, what we talked about yesterday, there's a professor at uh, Dallas Theological Seminary named Bruce Lockey, who's no longer there. He went to Regent, I think, uh, college and Regent uh, University and then another. Uh, but anyway, he was quoted on the, um, oh, what's the BioLogos oh, uh-huh. uh, blog or yeah, something. Yeah. is saying that if we don't, if we don't move away from the 26 or the 624 hour thing, we're going to be embarrassed. Yeah, and the BioLogos thing, that's Francis Collins. Uh, well, he was on that podcast. Francis Collins, the NIH guy. But what BioLogos is is a bunch of scientists who are, quote, professing Christians who also hold to some kind of melding of creation and evolution together. Um, yeah, I, I saw a clip last week that was more troubling. I, I think it's the same one, but the way that just the actual wording was like, wow, that's that's pretty radical. and. Yeah, I, I don't know. I th- I think there's a a certain segment of people who, as he that, as he said, are embarrassed about what the Bible teaches and are not willing to stand on. Hey, this is what it says. So uh, let's see where it leads. And you know, for me personally, like I said, I haven't studied the language there. So well, the, well, most people reject the twenty four the six day thing because they're they don't believe in a young Earth. I mean, they 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 believe in an old Earth, and and the they think that science is going to embarrass us. Yeah. You know, it's embarrassing to believe in a young Earth. Yeah, and you know, for me, like so, going through school, uh, the school, the college that I was at, you know, Taylor University, kind of taught on all different spectrums and did, never didn't say which one was uh, that they held to. And I was kind of of the opinion that. It doesn't change the main thing, uh, but I was held to six-day creation just because that's what I was uh, taught. And then I also, okay, I could see how uh, you could see that the days are not literal days because there's other places in the Bible, it, like prophetic language, that uh, the day equates something else. 
so but the more pushback that the six day 24 hour uh view of things has gotten the more i'm like you know what i think i believe that you know what i mean because it's just there's so many people pushing back against it and saying oh it's ridiculous and at us as christians we have to go away from that i'm like no that if you if you run from one part of the bible you're going to be end up running from it all and so well uh, if you don't have a literal adam then yeah. then what do you do with paul's messages about adam mm. the first adam I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's so much in the Bible that depends on Genesis so, 1, 2, 3, So they'll four. go so, so far as to say, like, well, there wasn't a literal first Adam. Yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, yeah, some people do. They, they, they just say, yeah, Adam was just representative of all mankind. Hmm. But if you, if you take away the first couple of chapters of the Bible, I mean, think about all the things that flow out of that, right? And so, um, you know, I mean... There, there's a lot of Christian theology that's based on the historical accuracy of Genesis. But, you know, I tell people all the time that when Jesus made the water to the wine, remember when he did that miracle? Uh-huh. Um, if you would have took that wine and you were analyzed it because it was really good, you would not have attributed that wine an age of, like, uh, let's say, one minute ago. <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you would have said a wine this good takes years to make, but Jesus did it instantaneously. So if he can do that with wine, couldn't God create the earth in such a way that, that it presents itself as something that took a long time, but he, he just sped through the process? I think he could. Well, yeah. He obviously could. He's God. Yeah. But I think that people don't think about the supernatural aspect of it. They look at everything from a humanistic standpoint. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, for me, like if I'm talking to somebody who's not a Christian and it comes to that, I'm more likely to, instead of arguing that, go to, okay, well, regardless of, let's say you believe in evolution, like what what's the first cause, where the first things come from? Because uh, even if you say, oh, well, you know, we, we believe in an old earth and evolution did this and that, well, okay, you still have to, there still has to be a start, right? Because it used to be before uh, the Big Bang Theory, it, the thought was that material, the material world was is what was eternal, mm-hmm. right? And then the Big Bang, Big Bang uh, Theory came out, and actually Albert Einstein uh, went from an atheist to a deist, like he never became a Christian or anything like that. But it, it was evident, like, okay, something had to be the first cause. There has to be uh, something that started everything, and it had to be something eternal. So I usually end up going into that route of argumentation, um, but if I'm talking to a Christian or something like, okay, let's talk about why you can't believe that there was six 24 hour periods. Like what's that saying about what you believe about God? Um, because, well, I think you have to go to the text too, right? Matthew nineteen four. Jesus said, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? That, that answers not only that debate about Genesis, it also makes it the transgender issue he deals mm. with right there. He made them. And Paul, when Paul is talking in Romans and in uh, Corinthians, he deals with the issue uh, of Adam. He says, for as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. So he goes back and references Adam, not talking about a symbolic man. He's talking about Adam. Yeah. So anyway, just something to think about if people want to. 
call and weigh in. That'd be an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, so stick with us. I'll give you the number right after we get back from the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Crowder with All My Hope. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, today is Friday. We would love to have you call in and join our discussion if you would like to do so. That number is 1-844-777-SWAT. Again, 1-844-777-7928. If you do call in today we and you have not received a uh, book from us, we are uh, giving out a book. It's called The Gospel of Jesus by John MacArthur. Uh, and you can get that by calling in and being on the air, either with a discussion or a question, whatever you would like to say. And then if you don't want that uh, and just have a question you or a comment, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. You know, I was just thinking, Taylor, what about in Exodus where uh, Moses um, is, uh, you know, receiving the Ten Commandments and um you know, when he gets the fourth commandment, it, it says, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that's in them, and rested on the seventh day. That is the basis for our work week as believers. I mean, when you think about it, that the Sabbath, it was the basis for the people of Israel. So if it wasn't a, a literal six days, why would it be mentioned there, and why would that be the pattern for them? I, I, I just think that... Uh, what it, I mean, it, it forms a foundation for our, our understanding of Scripture. Yeah. And if you start to depart from that, I mean, it, I, I, think, I think if you get away from that view, um, it's hard to make sense of the world, <laughs> you know, because that, that gives us the basis. It, 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 it tells us about sin. It tells us what happened, uh, why we have suffering and death in the world, because it, it came through uh, – our rebellion against God. It could maybe, I think maybe for some people who are listening, uh, the young earth, usually it's like what, like 6,000 years. There's like something like 6,000 years old or 
what is it and uh, and then how do people come to that number um i i think you know um when they when they look at uh the genesis account they kind of just follow the genealogy of mm-hmm. of adam and um you know it's it's right around i think 6000 years old um uh, contrasted to 4.5 billion years mm-hmm. old um, and that number keeps growing, going farther and farther back. They keep saying it's older and older. Well, they say the universe is 14 billion years. Now, think about that. How do you even date something? I mean, like, that's just... <laughs> um, well, I think originally, you know, as far as the the date of the Earth's age, I, that's gone back farther and farther since really... Uh, uh, since uh, Darwin, right? Because it's, oh, well, they actually, we're not seeing the change that we need to see as far as... Uh, species hopping uh, are growing into new species. So we're uh, we, they, the date keeps pushing back and back and back. And then, uh, you know, that comes with like uh, carbon dating and stuff like that. And I don't know, like I say, I'm not a scientist, but I have heard conflicting reports on that type of stuff and, and, and what ages you get from that. Um, so I've never really been one to, to put much stock in, in that view ken ham is a good resource you know he's got the ark up there uh, and uh the creation have you ever been yeah yeah i have yeah i have it's been it's it's really it's 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 really good uh what he what he does and uh you know when you if if you look at the evidence in scripture Mm -hmm. the references in scripture which is what we are guided by it tends to point toward a young earth based upon Jesus quotes, Paul quotes, other people uh, looking at it. Um, if you look at science and carbon dating, which is flawed, by the way, you know, it's my understanding, and if you're a scientist listening and you want to weigh in, you're welcome to call in, but it's my understanding that carbon dating says, I assign, I assign a, a value to this, and therefore, I'm able to tell what this is over here. I can use this to measure other things. But I really didn't know what the value of this was to start with. I just assigned a value to it. Is that pretty – you think that's pretty accurate? Yeah, from what I know of it, it's supposed to be there's a fixed amount of carbon in a you know a, a, a fossil or whatever. And if you can uh, – and it, and it leaves the body at a, at a, a constant rate. So if you can uh, pull that out, you can you know calculate the age – of the fossil but i've heard you know i i went to a christian school in seventh grade and my biology teacher told me about a time that uh you know because he did some other things before he became a teacher where they had sent in you know just a carcass that they'd found uh sent it in and it was dated as being you know a million and a half years old and it's like wait we just found this on the ground uh and stripped the stripped it down to its bone so how is that accurate right so for us, it was always, or for me, it was always a question of, well, I don't know how that stuff works, and you got to take somebody on faith, right? You either got to take the scientists on faith, or you got to take the Bible on faith. And well, for me, of, the Bible is pretty obviously the clear choice. Well, one of the problems with what's called progressive creationism, in other words, is there's this idea that death existed prior to the fall. Mm. And I mean, what do you do with Romans five? You know, twelve. <laughs> What do you do with that? Where Paul says, just as sin came into the world through one man, death through sin, and death spread to all 
men because all sinned. I mean, that's that's the mm-hmm. beginning of the problem. I mean, it, it just the whole narrative really of Scripture begins to break down if you believe that there was death and suffering prior to the fall of man, right? I, I just don't know how you can justify that. I mean, how, how do you dance around that, you know? Yeah, you know, I... I don't know because to me, I never actually really thought about that. That that's a, that's a good that's a good question to ask. And um, I, have you ever read C.S. Lewis uh, his space trilogy? No, I haven't. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, the the last one is uh, that hideous strength, which is uh, actually pretty applicable for where we're at now. But in the the first one, he the character went to Mars, and you know C.S. Lewis obviously it was a fiction book, but he had an interesting take on what a pre-fallen civilization would look like and his view of, uh, I guess, leaving the world. So it was interesting. I could see how there's some arguments to be made that I don't really know, but to me, the plain reading of the text should be what we should go by, not some, uh, you know, uh, philosophical (laughs) flight of fancy that we can think of. Okay. Well, here's the thing, right? If, um, if you if you use radiocarbon dating right um uh, and you you say it takes 4 billion 4.4 billion years for half a sample of U238 uranium to to decay to you know um into lead um then how have you verified that no, there's no there's been no person that was around when it was originally there to start decaying you you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. four billion years like the the records of man go back thousands of years but not even tens thousands of years you know and so uh it's just i i think for us in the bible you know when we look at the bible Either the Bible validates the Bible or or it invalidates itself. And it doesn't invalidate itself because it's been proven true. People have been trying to destroy this book and the teachings of this book for thousands of years. And I think this is another attempt just to get people to stop believing the Bible. Well, you know, and I think the reason that it is, science obviously has been the 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 vector of attack uh towards the church for a long time and i think that's because it was found it's found success uh in the 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 writings of uh of darwin and uh, you know also kind of some some of nietzsche's philosophy that came in with with that as well but uh up until that time you know it was hard to attack but that was a way to say okay uh we have this alternate theory of how things are happening and now you can build a whole new worldview uh, on top of that. And so I think that's been a successful vector of attack. And, and the church uh, was also, I think, maybe a little cowed by that as far as at the time when it came out and was took a while to figure out how to handle it and how to uh, push back against it. And so because of that, they've been able to create a little bit of a beach hold. And a lot of people who, you know, deconstruct, quote unquote, from the uh, Christian faith will talk about, well, I believe in science. And as if there's some contradiction between the two. Yeah, well, uh, the dominant view in evolution is that the Bible and faith in God is incompatible with evolution. 
That's the dominant view. That's the bottom line. Um, and a lot of scientists who hold to the belief in evolution um, might believe in God and the Bible without seeing it contradictory. However, if you look to the vast majority of the uh, scientists out there who believe in evolution, they hold that life came entirely without any intervention from a higher being. Yeah. It just evolved. It evolved. Um, and so they can say they believe in God uh, now, but but you know what I'm saying? They 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 really push a narrative of, well, it was – it was just evolution. It was a process. Yeah, and, you know, there's a few things with that. Uh, I, I listened to a thing. Uh, this is actually by the Hoover Institute with a guy, and I think he wrote a book called Doubtful Darwin or something like that, but talking about how new DNA uh, evidence and how we understand DNA makes Darwin, you know, Darwin's philosophy very doubtful, uh, something that uh, is not compatible with what we know scientifically about DNA. So that's one thing. Uh, but also, again, if you say, okay, there is no God, it's only been – Evolution, the only way that works is if you believe that the, this material realm has been around eternally, right? Mm-hmm. You still have not answered the question of origins, which, uh, as science has shown, there is an origin to the universe, and, and yet that's something that they don't really want to talk about. So to me, like the whole evolution uh, conundrum for people is something that you can really attack uh, – by talking about the origins of where where this world's come from, where things have come from, because they still don't. Evolution does not provide an answer for that. And evolution on itself as a theory, as far as uh, macro evolution, not micro evolution, is uh, a bit dubious if you really get down into some of the nitty-gritty science. Again, I'm not a scientist. That's just what I've heard from uh, a number of reputable ones. Well, uh, again, if you want to call in... Uh, believe it or not, I can't even get a copy of the Gospel According to Jesus right now. Oh, wow. So I'm going to give away a copy of the Gospel According to the Apostles, The Role of Works in the Life of Faith by John MacArthur. If you want to call in, I'd love to give you a copy of that. All right, so make sure you do that. We will be back after the news. Before we go, I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, B-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Nobody by Casting Crowns. If you are just joining us, today is Friday. We would love to have you call in and join our discussion, We're talking about uh, a range of topics, and we would love to have you uh, contribute if you would like to do so. You can also get a copy of a book by John MacArthur, uh, The Gospel According to Jesus, right? You, you did find... Yeah, I, I can I can get it. It may not ship 
for a day or two uh, because uh, it's not supposed to come in until next week. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll get you one if you if you or the Gospel According to the Apostles, right? I'll let him one? choose. Yeah, they, all right, there you go. Yeah, he has written uh, the Gospel According to the Apostles, the Gospel According to Paul, um, and uh, but the Gospel According to Jesus is one that he wrote back in the eighties, and that had a huge impact on me. And uh, you know, we this week we we talked about the provision of his salvation talking about when paul was proclaiming in acts 13 the good news and the people of israel were not looking for the kind of salvation that god was offering they had their own view of what that looked like their view was that god was going to deliver them from rome they were looking for a political salvation but their problem wasn't political it was sin and our message today isn't that God will deliver us from the Romans, whoever the Romans are in our life or whatever the Roman problems are in our life. He delivers us from us. I mean, he came to set us free from our leadership, to set us free from our independence. Because the truth of the matter is we're enslaved to something always. We... we we're either under our own leadership or under his leadership. And if we function under our leadership, how does that work out for you, Taylor? Not good. Me either. I want to be under his leadership. I want to follow him. Now, when he tells us he wants us to do things in his word, sometimes it's not things we want to do. Sometimes it's hard to do. Is it hard to forgive people who hurt you? Of course mm-hmm. it is. Uh, is it hard to tell people about Jesus that you know are going to reject you for it? Of course it is. But he raised Jesus from the dead, according to the scriptures, to prove that God was satisfied with his payment for our sin and to give us a king that would reign over us. And he reigns. Uh, it, it's clear in scripture when Philippians 2, nine says he's exalted him Uh, and bestowed on him the name that's above every name at the name of jesus every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he's lord but that's not the message a lot of people hear today a lot of people hear a very man-centered gospel message unfortunately and what i appreciated about what uh, john MacArthur wrote in his book the gospel according to jesus was there were people that were saying well you know what it doesn't matter that there's never any fruit in your life. Uh, all you got to do is pray a prayer and you're in. And and that was never the case. You, in fact, you, you don't see anybody leading anybody in a prayer in the Bible, do you? I don't think you do in the New Testament. You do hear people calling for repentance. You know, uh, what must we do to be saved? Repent and believe is the command. And and people today ask Jesus into their heart. That's not even a biblical thing. You 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 yield your heart to Him in response to His gracious offer of eternal life. And what is eternal life? It's the relationship with the Father, where you are reborn and under His leadership. You are now a kingdom subject of Jesus. Uh, 
That's what that's what he he wants us to grasp. He wants us to live under that leadership to be dependent upon him. And we covered that this week when we looked at uh, Paul's message. And Paul says, you know, that this message of salvation, this salvation has been sent, you know, to us. It's been sent to you. If you're out there and you have prayed a prayer, you've gone to church, but you've never yielded your life or bowed your heart to Jesus, you're just playing religion. You're, you're just trying to cover your basis. And he doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to surrender. We talked about that earlier. When you, when you, there, there's a difference between commitment and surrender. A lot of people say they're going to commit their life to Christ. No, you surrender to him. Why? He is a greater power. He, he's, he's not asking you to commit. He's asking you to surrender. He's asking you to yield your life to him, to say you're his. You are his. You are going one way. And he says, no, that's not the way you want to go. You don't want to lead your life. You want to be dependent upon me. And I want you to be in that pre-fall relationship where Adam and Eve were totally dependent. And and I just think we we have become so man-centered in the way we uh, share the gospel and uh, the way we, uh, you know, we we give the gospel to people. It's um, it's it's really produced what I think is a lot of people that unfortunately Taylor are going to hear depart from me, depart from me, uh, for I never knew you, and I th- I think that's that's very sad because uh, evangelism starts with God, the gospel starts with God, it doesn't start with us, it starts with Him. And that's the difference between man-centered and, and you know, and God-centered. You know, in a man-centered approach, your view of God and the way you approach non-Christians is God loves you and his authority is secondary. Um, love is God's chief attribute above everything. God is love, but he's also just. And... Um, in, in in the man-centered approach, God is just a friend who's going to help you. But when you look at a God-centered approach, the view of God is different. Holiness and love are equally important attributes of God. And God is able to empower the sinner's will to yield to him. And God is a king who saves you. He's not just a friend. He's not a friend until you yield, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he, now that doesn't mean that you can't approach him, but you approach him in neediness. If you approach him in pride, what does he do? If you come at him with your prideful demands, what did he do to the rich young ruler? He said, go sell everything. Yeah. He didn't treat the woman at the well that way. And, and, you know, when you look at, uh, humanity through a man-centered approach like a lot of us do. Uh, man seeks truth, but we just don't have the right facts. You know, we're, we're, we need love, we need help, we need friendship. We make mistakes and we need forgiveness. And um, we need salvation from the consequences of sin, which is unhappiness and hell. But if you look at it, humanity from God-centered approach, 
we need a new nature, right? We need a new mind, a new heart, a new will. Uh, we need regeneration. We, it's not a refurbishing. It's a complete teardown rebuild. Um, we need salvation from guilt and the power of sin. Humanity's dead. We are dead. Nobody seeks God on their own. And, you know, that's the God-centered approach. When you look at Christ from a man-centered approach, he saves you from your mistakes and from hell. Uh, he exists for your benefit. His death is more important than his life. Um, you only emphasize the savior part of Jesus ministry, an attitude of submission to his kingship is optional. Well, if you look at him from God's point of view, a God centered, yes, he does save you from sin and, you know, judgment, but he also saves your sin nature. He gives you a new heart, and he grows that heart to be conformed to his image. He exists to gather a kingdom to himself to receive honor and glory and go spread his word to other people. His death and his life of obedience are equally important. Um, He's a king, a priest, and a prophet. An attitude of submission to his kingship is evidence of and a necessary part of the salvation process. That's what John MacArthur brought out in his book. That's what I didn't understand prior to reading that. And it was, it was transformative for me to see that. And, you know, I, I just think that we tend to have much more of a man centered approach in a lot of churches in this country than the God centered approach to sharing the gospel. I think that's sadly the case. Again, if you would like to get a copy of this book, you can call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. If you would just like to uh, ask a question or join the discussion without getting a book or being on air, you can do that at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Yeah, um, I know we're about to go to break, but um, bless you. Wow, my Take, allergies you, you got just, some serious oof. allergy issues going on, right? Yep. Um, yeah, you got some serious allergy issues. I'm sorry for you, brother. Um, <laughs> sorry. I was hoping that I would not sneeze while we were uh, on why, air. Why, while you're on air, but you did it anyway, it, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> uh, that's all right, man. Um, you know, th- this is it's really an important issue because especially as you share the gospel, and you, you may have people in your life uh and you they they unfortunately have gospel confusion um they when when they think about the gospel they they think it's just a ticket to heaven uh and and now we've evolved to a place where people go well god can't send anybody to hell and that's a prevailing mindset in a lot of people that god's just he's not going to do that uh, because if he's really loving, why would he do that? Because he's holy. He's holy. He's not just loving. He is loving, but he's holy. And he's got to be just. If he's not just, how can he be loving to the ones who have been damaged by all the sinful attitudes and, and you know, think murder and all those things that have taken place throughout time? Yeah, you know, we talked uh, at the beginning of the program about people who didn't want to take uh, Genesis, the first part of Genesis, seriously. And 
that's the same uh, through line for people who want to say that there is no hell because the Bible is pretty clear on that point. All right, stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That is Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, today is Friday. Uh, We would love to have you call in, join our discussion. We're talking about a range of things, including what we've uh, gone over in the Word this week. Uh, Also, if you do call in and you have not called in before uh, to receive a book, uh, you can get a book called uh, The Gospel According to Jesus by John MacArthur. If you would like to call in, receive the book, uh, ask a question, just join the discussion. In general, you can do so at one eight four four triple seven swat That's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. If you don't want the book or you don't want to be on air, you can also join the discussion or ask a question uh, <laughs> question, excuse me, at ask at swatradio.com. That's ask ask at swatradio.com. Hey Steve, uh a quick question. Are we is Monday's a holiday? Are you coming in Monday? All right, I just thought so. I was just, just my kids are out of school, and yep. I was like, "Are you out? Are you off Monday yep. as far as your school stuff?" Just wait, wait. Are you? Yeah, because they the 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 studio was closed down for for one MLK. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not going to be closed down for President's Day. I don't think so. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, and well, okay, I'm gonna get off on. <laughs> you're a gonna, are you going to go political, man? Here, well, I'm not really trying to be political, but there what there hasn't always been a President's Day, right? And yeah. the, I think originally the thought was that we wouldn't honor just one man uh, over any anyone else. Like I, and so MLK I, should he have a day? Should the President's Day obviously is it's on George Washington's birthday, but it's for all the presidents. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of feel some type of way about that. I don't think that's uh, <laughs> the thought of the founding fathers. But then it would be pretty ironic that if we were uh, in the studio on Monday, but we weren't for. 
MLK because. Uh, but we're we are going to be here Monday. <laughs> yeah, so it is. It <laughs> yeah, is going to be open. Yeah, we are. We're here Monday. So um, yeah, huh. that's. They're both federal holidays, though. So why did they close down for one and not the other? I don't know, Taylor. You know what? If you and I were running the world, it'd be a different place. <laughs> but it'd still be messed up just in a different way. Um, hey, I, I want to get back to this man-centered approach. Versus- we did. We had someone just – the phone was ringing. Our uh, producer was out, though, to check Steve, on – Steve, you walk out. Somebody wants a book. He had, yeah. He, he had to go see if we were – If you uh, just called and you're listening, call back because Steve is back in the phone-answering chair over there. Um, so, anyway, uh, I want to get back to this um, man-centered versus God-centered approach to the gospel and, and the response of people and – you know, when you give a man-centered approach to the gospel a lot of times, the response in that approach is that the, the, the gospel message is an invitation waiting to be accepted now. Our choice is the basis for salvation. In other words, God responds to our decision, um, and we, we give a mental assent to the truths about the gospel. Jesus died on the cross. You know, he was resurrected, and I believe that. Uh, an appeal is made to the desire of the sinner, and they're saved by faith alone. And they don't talk about repentance being a part of that a lot of times. An assurance of salvation comes from some counselor who says, well, now you can know that you're sure mm-hmm. because you prayed this prayer with me, right? And the sinners ultimately hold the key in their hand. But a God-centered approach is a loving command to be obeyed now. Come to me. Come to me. God's choice is the basis for our salvation. We respond to his initiative, right? We're dead. We do nothing. We just respond to him. We respond with our whole person, not just our mind, but our heart and our will. We are truly converted. Truth is driven uh, home in our conscience, and we're saved by faith alone. But that saving faith is always it's it's always accompanied Taylor by repentance always true saving faith is always accompanied by repentance that's not a work it's a response and assurance of salvation comes from the holy spirit that applies the biblical promises to us to our conscience and produces a changed life you know that that's what happens and so uh, i do hear somebody on the air so i think we've got a call yeah, Steve did not give me your name. Who are we speaking with? Hi, my name's Anna. Hi, Anna. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Okay, um, I just have a very quick question. Um, we had a friend that came over, and we were t- discussing several things, whatever, and um, he is under the impression that Jesus, the Son, is not the Son of God because he's never spoken it in the Bible. So I, he says he's Unitarian. Oh, he's and a... uh, my husband and I are both Bible-believing, and we go to a Baptist mm-hmm. church. So we invited him to the church to talk to the pastor, and the pastor, you know, it was right after service, so he was in a quick hurry. So he's like, yes, it, because he's like, I told him, well, I'm not so sure that you're saved then if you don't believe in the Trinity. Well, yeah. And so he says, well, whatever. And so we invited them to church, and we were, my husband and I were quickly looking it up, and we couldn't find anything where Jesus actually says, I am the Son of God, you know what I mean? So 
um, anyway, that was my question, and I just don't know how to respond to him because he's trying to, like, argue the fact. Well, I believe everything in the Bible, but um, there's the three, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, what, what, what about in John 10, uh, 30, where he says, uh, I and the Father are one? Hey, John? Jesus 30. said, John 10, 30. In John 10, 30, Jesus said, he says, uh, I and the Father are one. And the Jews at that point picked up stones to stone him because at that point he claimed to be deity. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's John 10, 30. What is it where he says uh, before Abraham, I am? Where was that? Uh, that was in John. Yeah, that, that was in John, but I don't remember because that and he's referencing the the whole well, name of God. Well, he's trying to say that um, uh, he believes everything in the Bible, but he's like more Unitarian, um, so he refuses to go to like a Bible believing church because they're like push that, and he says that that's more church history. Uh, yeah, no, so, he's outside of the faith uh i'll go ahead and say that if he doesn't believe that um it, it doesn't believe in the trinity i mean well for some odd reason um the pastor very quickly just said yes you're still saved if you don't believe in the trinity what church was this you can still be saved that was do you want me to tell you the church that we go to well yeah i guess you don't have to but <laughs> that's uh well, well here's yeah, if you want me to i will well yeah go ahead it's a. Uh, Okay, Kim Soul Baptist Church is what my husband and I go to. Um, huh. Remember. Well, well, well here's, he here's the thing. It's So he really didn't speak to him at all about it. Well, and he was like, you know, a visitor. So I, I, I'm sure he was just like in a hurry or whatever. Well, I don't know how you can be a believer that Jesus is your Messiah if he's not God's son. I mean, John three sixteen. No, he says that he's the son, but he's not God. He's only Jesus's. Jesus is only God's son, but not God. Well, what about John 1 and John 1, 14? John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, but and the word was God. He's looking for where Jesus himself made claims he's to being God. because he's for the fact that Jesus says, I am God. He, you know what I mean? Well, it's look, like so... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, John like 10, letters. Yeah, 10, 30. Doug, he's, he's wanting to see, like, from Jesus' own words, like quotes, not just places in the Bible that say it. He wants to see quotes from Jesus. Well, that is a quote from Jesus. I and the Father are one. Yeah, Je- yeah, yeah. But Jesus you, I thought you said... Um, the word became... Fl- I no, thought, no, oh, no, okay, no, no, no. John, t- John 10, 30... Is the one that because, then there's John eight um, fifty eight where it says because, Jesus says to them truly truly I say that, John oh, go ahead. John eight fifty eight Jesus said to them truly truly I say to you before Abraham was I am I am is the name of God Yahweh that's I am I am that I am so there he is saying that he is God he is making a, a truth claim there that he is God not that he's you know, just the son of God or not that he's uh, just Messiah. He's saying, I am God. And then immediately after that, so they picked up stones to throw at him um, because they knew what he was saying. So the people there 
Uh, that's, again, in John 8. Uh, they knew that Jesus was claiming to be God and that they saw as heresy and were ready to kill him there for that. And that's coming straight from his uh, from his own mouth. And as Doug said in John 10 as well. So there are a number of places where he does make the claim that he is God. And I do want to say this. Uh, it's Anna, right? Because uh, I know we're, we're, yeah. we're running out. But in John 8... Jesus himself said, whoever is of God, hears the words of God. The reason you do not hear them is that you are not of God. All right. The church for thousands of years has recognized that Jesus is God. That is the big argument, right? That is that is the bottom line. So many people have a problem with that. That's why he was killed by the Jewish people who were looking for a Messiah that wasn't a suffering Messiah, Jesus claimed to be God. They they struggled with that, right? And so when Jesus says, whoever's of God hears the words, those people that are his, like he says in John 10, my sheep hear my voice. They know me. Jesus has always been around. He is God. He's been around before he came to earth in human form. He existed. He pre-existed his human condition. And so um, I hope I hope that if, if nothing else, just take John ten thirty away. I know we got to go. I have your address. I'm going to send you that book, The Gospel According to Jesus. And uh, even the Jews, I'll give you this verse, John ten thirty three. They said, "You, a man, make yourself God." See, they even that's why they killed him. So anyway, thanks for calling. It's a great question, and I hope you enjoy the book. Okay. All right, you've been listening to SWAT Radio. That's all the time we have for today. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.